Hello, wonderful world. Welcome back to Enter the Metaverse. On today's podcast, we have special guest Wajit Hassan. Wajit has has a wide variety of experience, work experience, such as field service engineer, stand-up comedian, and over 20 years as an actor, doing many, many different acting jobs. Wajit is also a humanitarian and environmentalist. Wajit also has over 40 years experience of the study of metaphysics, healing, spirituality, and new age content. So thank you, Wajit, for joining us and welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Sean. Great to be on your show. So I just want to get a backstory because you, you have you have a lot of years of experience in different fields. And I I watched a little bit of your demo reels of your acting. Which was 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 very entertaining and very very interesting. Now I I you have twenty years experience in acting, where you, and you have also forty years in in spirituality. Now for the spirituality, I guess that came first. I'm not sure. Were you more interested in acting your whole life? How did that work? Well, the forty years of of uh, metaphysics and spirituality was kind of uh, I kept in the background. It wasn't something that I openly displayed. Uh, I followed my own uh, yoga, yogi master's organization, the Ethereum Society. I was a member with them till from the age of 16. So, you know, we've all got to eat and make a living. So um, so I, I did that initially on the technical side uh, for a number of years uh, as a field service engineer. And then I kind of, when I moved from England, well, while I was in Los Angeles, I, I decided to make a, a change of career, which I did uh, in the acting uh, business and then did that for 20 years. And then um, recently I, I moved um, from L.A. to North Carolina, been here like four years. And then uh, in August of 2020, I, I was actually, well, actually prior to that, uh, Sean, I was inspired to write a, a book which came out called The Struggle for World Sanity. And uh, now I have an opportunity uh, based on the book and my, my own experiences uh, to kind of uh, bring out that aspect to me, which generally I've kind of kept in the background. Now, this book, I forgot to mention your author as well. Now, this book, when you wrote it, was this, was this, um, like I didn't get the chance to look at the book. So could you explain a little bit of, about it first? Well, it kind of sat on the, sh on the shelf for about three years. It had to get some things done. And, uh, you know, finally a, f a friend of mine, uh, he, he kind of uh, inspired me and told me, look, you know, I'll help you with the formatting for Amazon and all that. Cause I didn't re really know the technical side of how to publish a book. So it finally, finally went through and then I, uh, I published it on Amazon and um, it was based on my experiences uh, with my yogi master, uh, my, my own personal uh, life experiences, and then some of the teachings that he propounded. Um, it was very interesting also, Sean, that when it was published, uh, it went straight to number one on two categories, primarily the first one was uh, mysticism and spirituality. And the second was uh, UFOs. So, you know, of course, it didn't stay number one, but it gave me an indication that there's a tremendous interest uh, in the public uh, with these two subject matters. And with the way the world is right now, I thought the timing was good to write a, 
uh, a book with the title The Struggle for World Sanity because right now I believe there is a struggle for world sanity. I think we've reached a point where either we move forward or, or we regress and things could get pretty bad. Now, since it did get um, number one in UFO like the category, was there any talk about extra-dimensional beings or UFOs or aliens in your book at all? Yeah, I actually had an experience when I was in England uh, at the age of 18 where I was kind of prompted to go out into the wilderness. And uh, there I had an experience uh, with a spacecraft, uh, which was very personal to me. And at that time, for many years, I kind of kept it to myself, primarily because, first of all, I didn't want to be looked as, as some kind of weirdo. Um, and and secondly, it was very personal to me. But, but with the tremendous interest now, uh, people are opening their minds up they're opening their, you know, the governments are finally accepting the reality of UFOs, which they've always known, you know, they've hidden the information, but they've always known that they exist. And so I thought the time was good to re relate that experience and, and also to uh, tell the truth behind, uh, you know, what's going on with extraterrestrial life and the people who man these uh, spacecraft. So um, that's, that was also another prompting uh, for writing the book. Now you speak about truth. Now, what truth about what knowledge are you, are you trying to explain to the public? Well, when I had this experience, um, the the craft came over and hovered over where I was. It was it was a uh, out uh, close to uh, uh, an area called. Uh, um, Wiltshire, which is which is in uh, where Stonehenge is close by, and I felt this 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 white light kind of came from the hull of the craft, and I was filled with this like, like spiritual type energy. I didn't particularly see any extraterrestrial, but I just felt that when I had this experience, that these people were not only scientifically advanced, but also very spiritual and at that time uh, I, you know it was two years in where i was following my own yogi master who actually had uh, direct telepathic uh, contact with these uh, beings and then a, a lot of teachings came forward uh, with uh, these telepathic messages where he would go into um, a positive uh, yogic trance and relay these uh, telepathic messages into english which were recorded and uh some of these revelations were absolutely incredible. And again, again, it was something that I haven't really talked about and now I have the opportunity to do so. Yeah. I'm very excited to know maybe if you can share any of the translations or any information that you have about your experience, like your Yogi translated it, you said? Yeah. He was actually, um, an Englishman by the name of Dr. George King. And, uh, after uh, he he was a conscientious conscientious objector when it came during World War Two, but he wasn't a coward, so he joined the London Fire Brigade as a section leader. And for a number of years during the war, he did search and rescue missions while the Nazis bombed London, and uh, he saw some very very terrible things. And you know, had to pick up bodies of little children and stuff like that. It really bothered him and. 
after the war, you know, he was perplexed about why all this suffering, why this um, terrible hatred and turmoil in the world. And, and he decided to go within himself and study the science of yoga, which he did for eight to nine hours a day, uh, doing pranayama, mantra yoga, till, till he reached a deep state of, uh, of meditation. And he did that for 10 years while also having a, a regular job at the same time. And it was after 10 years when he reached a certain state state of advancement that he was actually contacted uh, by these uh, beings who uh, I, I believe live on higher dimensions on other planets in this solar system. They don't live on the physical dimension. That's why we can't see them, but they actually do exist. And some of the, and it was very interesting, Sean, that when he was contacted uh, in 1955, uh, that's when, you know, the Cold War had started and there was this mad race, uh, f you know, this we started exploding the atom and hydrogen bombs. And uh, in the 50s, it was very interesting. There was a tremendous amount of UFO sightings because there was a concern uh, in the solar system that, that we were, again, we were about to destroy ourselves, which we were. And there was a tremendous, I mean, I think America uh, exploded over a thousand nuclear warheads, as did Russia. And the fallout was so tremendous that even today, scientists are perplexed uh, why uh, we're still alive, because that radio, radioactive fallout from all, all these explosions should have killed us. And uh, I believe strongly that technology was used by these higher beings to absorb a lot of that radiation and actually save the planet. That's how, that's how incredible um, some of these uh, revelations were, and, and they and and the and the messages at that time were very urgent. They were they were pushing the scientists and the governments to stop this uh, atomic experimentation, which um, this is the fourth time in our civilization that we've uh, started using atomic uh, weaponry again, and you know one aspect of what I was really impressed was that, um, you know, through Dr. King, there would, this for me was very, a tremendous amount of proof because uh, they would give advanced sightings of UFOs, say in Australia, New Zealand, America, Britain, three weeks before these sightings were supposed to occur. And sure enough, exactly at that particular point in that particular area, those UFO sightings occurred. So to me, and it was published also in a book that he wrote, You Are Responsible. To me, that, that proved to me beyond all doubt, uh, physically, that he was in contact with these higher beings. That's very interesting that you say that it was predicted because, and, and that it actually happened because when I, I know of, I had previous guests on, we talk about ETs quite a lot on this, on this podcast. And I, I talk a lot about Stephen Greer and Stephen Greer's work in his films because that's it has a lot of answers. And also with, with the atomic bombs going off, I think that it's a ripple effect in the universe. It's like when we, when we cause a lot of damage on this planet, you're causing a lot of damage in the whole entire universe within the different dimensions. Exactly. And, and it's a ripple effect. That's why they had to come out of here and be like, Hey, what are these other species, humans? What are we doing that's causing such a big problem? So 
they had to kind of like kind of like um reverse a lot of the damage that we did which is i never heard of the radiation part being being po possibly reduced by extraterrestrials that's new information to me which is it was neat. actually it was actually another um explosion that happened in the uh, ural mountains in russia uh, at an atomic uh, uh, site and this really scared the russians and the russians didn't talk about it and uh the cosmic beings at that time uh, we referred to them as cosmic masters because that's what they are the masters of time and technology and spirituality but it was very interesting that they said that this explosion they they, they actually contained the radio radioactivity if they hadn't it would have killed over 18 million people now at that time uh, russia denied that this uh that, that this explosion occurred and it was not not till 1976 that a, a russian a scientist who defected to russia said that indeed there was an explosion in the ural mountains so you know, Dr. King was given that information uh, right what, when it happened, and nobody, in, the Russians denied it, and nobody in the West even knew that this explosion uh, had occurred. And and another thing that was really interesting was they, they actually had to stop um, these, um, uh, you know, future, they had to stop these, the, the, the sightings or where they were going to be uh, seen they had to stop these reports because the military was gambling jets to, to intercept the UFOs. So they said not, th not that they were scared of the military. They were actually worried that the, um, the military jets could actually, they didn't understand the full screen aspects of, of these UFOs that would actually cause damage to their craft. So they stopped, they stopped that, uh, those predictions uh, for the safety of the military. So again, it showed a sense of compassion, which, you know, to me is unheard of. The compassion towards humanity from the ETs or what you said, cosmic masters, that what we mean? Exactly. And they have more, I believe more compassion towards us than we have to, <laughs> towards ourselves. And that's why I throw this aspect that not only are they scientifically, technically advanced in us millions of years ahead, but also uh, spiritually. And uh, I believe some of the great teachers that came to this planet uh, were from higher dimensions, people like Jesus and Buddha, Krishna, Patanjali, Lao Tse, Sankachara, all these people stood high uh, above um, uh, mankind in their teachings and 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 it's very interesting that the that the um, teachings that they're talking about they say are exactly the same as the teachings of these great masters in the past so they 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 they're, they're saying that we don't come with anything new we just want you guys to like get back to the natural spiritual laws uh, not the dogma that uh, unfortunately is being encompassed uh, by the, the uh, religious uh, bodies and causing actually more harm than good in, in many aspects. I think religion has caused more war and suffering than, uh, than, than in the past than, uh, than the military, con uh, you know, dictators. I agree with that statement. And I, I, it's, it's hard when, when, you know, we come from, different cultures and it's passed down and we're trying to be a good example to our 
our older generation parents, grandparents, and we're trying to set example. And, but I think a lot of people opening up to this change, this new age and, and, and spiritual awakening that is happening throughout the globe every day, people are waking up and people are understanding like uh, that there's more to life than just, and we're not like, like you know, just humanity. And also there's like, we're not the center of the universe for sure. And uh, there's so much, there's so much could be to that, that we don't know. And I think that's a part of enlightenment is knowing how much you don't know, not saying, you know, everything, but just knowing that there is so much to know that we, we haven't even touched yet. Well, you know, the, the cosmic beings have said that there's only one sin on this planet. And that's ignorance. And you're right. Uh, people do things based on ignorance. And if people were enlightened, uh, they won't do uh, the things that they're supposed to, that, that, that they're doing right now. Like these wars are just they're pathetic. You know, man killing man. Um, the basic laws of nature. You know, you're not supposed to be. You know, what part of thou shalt not kill? Doesn't the human race understand? So basically. And I agree with you wholeheartedly that we are indeed, uh, there is an awakening primarily because we moved from the Piscean age to the Aquarian age. So astrologically, the planets are aligned right now so that this is giving mankind uh, a spiritual awakening. And, and this dawning of, of the Aquarian age is more geared towards oneness, uh, you know, instead of countries and religions and races a universal approach of oneness that we are indeed uh, one race uh, and not a mixture of races and also um, people are beginning to think themselves they are you know um, they're listening to that small voice the higher power the intuition uh, I wrote in my book that our intuition is the greatest um, lie detector ever built and we can by doing by going in our, into our intuition uh, we can be guided and be told. I mean, today, you know, whatever is lies is being propounded as, as truth and, and the truth is being propounded as lies. So people uh, are, are really messed up in many ways. But the crux of their message is that we need to return uh, back to uh, the spiritual laws uh, of oneness, I mean, you know, things like the law of karma needs to be taught in the schools again. The law of reincarnation, which the uh, orthodox religions have hidden. Um, I, I learned recently um, in an article that um, some Christian scholars, uh, based on their own research, have said that uh, the law of reincarnation was taught in the Christian church till 700 years ago, where they changed it so that they could bring in this one life to live in order to control the masses. So these truths that have been hidden need to be are slowly being uh, exposed and then you know uh, we are being told that we either we work collectively as as a race not as individuals or or religions or or countries but start this one universal approach and that's how they look at us Sean they don't look at us as uh, Americans or Indians or Chinese they they address us as humans as citizens I, of the world that's how they address us yeah whenever someone asks me where i'm from i usually don't i mean like well, unless they get specific but that i i usually just say i'm from earth and then, and then they get confused because of like 
you know they're like oh i wasn't expecting that it's like but like i'm also from earth but what are you trying to get at but like you know like but yeah we're, we're like when ets look at us we are one whole unity and that's what we got to get get through our heads is we, when we come in unity we can raise the collective consciousness of the planet and we're so divided by borders and 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 laws and 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 ego i think it's the ego it's the human the human um psyche of 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 what is mine versus what is yours instead of like what is ours you know well you know i i write a monthly blog on my website and the latest one was was talking about spiritual leadership and you know the, the leaders of the religions, the politicians, the uh, military generals, you know, the corporate multi, you know, billionaires, uh, they have not uh, offered uh, true spiritual uh, leadership. And true spiritual leadership has to come from within the common man now. And it doesn't mean that we have to go into power and, and, and whatever, but a change in con like you said, a change in consciousness is required now for true spiritual leadership on this planet. And you know, they regard our political system as as a as a as a laughing a joke on their planets because all the, all political systems on this planet do nothing but divide and hatred and conquer. And so uh, they said that all kinds of politics have to be replaced with spiritual uh, unification, spiritual caring for everyone, not just a few. When I go on um, different sites where you can see people's profiles, for example, like a dating site or whatever, like a dating app, and then you look at their religion and a lot of people, like it's not just religion, they, they include spirituality in a lot of these, but a lot of people... Well, I, I don't know the percentage of it, but like I see a lot of atheists in my area, I guess. There's a lot of atheists or agnostic is, the, is that how you pronounce them? Where, they, where they're unsure. Agnostics, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when they're unsure of whether or not there is or isn't, but they're open to it. So it's very interesting to see how people are open to it and and how... I don't know. I, I just I'm looking at the demographics, like the different the different amount of people. I'm like, some people don't even know really know what atheist really means because like that's where you believe really in nothing higher power, and versus like not following religion at all. And um, they, I think it's a little a level of ignorance, not knowing, not knowing what the definition of what the what you stand by. Well, a lot of people become atheists because they. They followed. They were followed certain religions in their childhood, which taught taught them about a punishing God and these laws and you know um, hell and damnation and purgatory and you know they got tired of all the dogma and people in you know in major religions are leaving these religions because they're not providing the answers and uh, you know again I don't think there is a true atheist because again if we if we uh, look at our uh, evolution we we were all part of this one creative principle call it whatever, whatever you like god jehovah or whatever um that uh, expanded itself i mean um the scientists talk about the great big bang theory where the universe 
exploding and expanded and the yogi masters talk about the great outbreathing of the divine or god where uh, all these life streams in the universe were involved in matter and and then they talk about the great inbreathing where uh, all these life streams are now going back uh, to the, to the creative principle and so what is that basic spiritual law is telling me that we're all connected we're, we're, all, we're all one life, never mind this planet, but the beings on other planets and in the solar system and in the galaxy, we're all part of the same life. So there is no uniqueness or, you know, it's all, it's all, this is all aspects of the same one life. We just have different experiences. That's why it's very important, Sean, that the law of reincarnation be reintroduced back into the West again, because people think twice about going to war, knowing that, you know, that they may be going, killing their brother or sister or, or you know, um, parents or whatever in their past life. But it also answers the great uh, inequality right now, you know, why is somebody born blind or deformed? I mean, that would show a punishing God. There's no such thing as punishing God. These are all experiences that, that people uh, are bringing from their previous lives and are learning, you know, why is a three-year-old a piano virtuoso at the age of three or somebody has a high cue, but, you know, going to college at the age of 15. These are things that were brought from in a past life. So it answers the inequality of why people, you know, this so-called, uh, you know, and, and to put in this one life to live, I think is probably probably the most absurd and insidious uh, teaching that I've ever come across in my life. It's interesting to me that you brought up that Christianity used to teach reincarnation. I did not know this. I, I in the future, like in a couple of days, I think maybe it's tomorrow. I have a Christian guest who is going to be talking about his book, who he believes strongly in reincarnation. So, which is very interesting to me. I, I'm going to bring that up to him that 700 years ago, they used to teach it. He probably knows that already, but anyway, um, now what is if your people are people are people are even questioning the star of Bethlehem, you know, uh, the star of Bethlehem is not, wasn't a star. It was, it was a UFO that was, that was hovered over the stable and people are, are beginning to ask questions. Now there's no such thing as a star that led the three wise men over to the stable and hovered there. So, you know, and revelations about um, uh, Jesus, uh, I think in, in, in the Bible, he talked about, I'm from the house of David and the bright and morning star. What's the bright and morning star? That's Venus. So, you know, uh, Dr. King, these higher beings did say that people like Jesus and Buddha and Krishna were from these higher dimensions uh, in the solar system. Um, I mean, if you look at, if you just look at our earth, you know, nobody really knows where we go when we die because we're not even aware of these invisible planes when we die unless you're psychic. But Dr. King said there's six levels above us and four levels below us. And when we die, we go to one of these levels based on our, based on our vibration, not based on our sins, but our, the vibration that we have created. And we go there, stay there for a while, and then we come back and we're reincarnated. And then we go back to these realms again and we reincarnated so that's the cycle on this earth and so it's logical to assume that there's other planets in the solar system that also have 
different dimensions. And in the 60s, when Dr. King talked about projecting from his body and going to visit civilizations on Mars and Venus, people laughed at him. And, you know, he did not actually go. He, he said that the astronauts can land on Mars tomorrow and they can be there for 200 years and not even detect life because they don't live on those on the basic physical realm like we do. They live on higher realms. And so he projected these higher realms and he saw cities and civilizations uh, on these higher realms uh, on Venus, Mars, Saturn, and all the planets uh, in this solar system except for uh, Mercury. So uh, science is now slowly catching up. Quantum physics is now exploring the aspects of you know parallel universes different dimensions so they're slowly catching up to the fact that life is not just on this one basic physical plane i mean sometimes you see these ufos suddenly appear you know from and then they suddenly disappear so they have the technology to to materialize and dematerialize from this realm to other realms so um things that dr king talked about in the 50s and he was laughed at uh, science is slowly now uh, agreeing that yes, that is a possibility. There, there's a lot that you said that I want to go back over, if I can remember it now, because you were saying. Oh, I kind of lost it now. I should have wrote it down. <laughs> Sorry. Different different dimensions or different. Yeah, existence? different dimensions, planets. Oh, my memory is not the best all the time. But, Neither is mine. <laughs> yes. Um, I wanted to get into a fun fact about you while well, I remember. You climbed a mountain in 2006. Which one was it again? Uh, Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa. You, and you like, and you, in your spare time, I guess this, this is where you, you balance your practice of, of, of work versus your practice of free time. You like to hike and you like to you like to climb mountains. Is that what you do? Yeah, I'm a habit hiker, and uh, I had I wrote some experiences, spiritual experiences I actually had on Kilimanjaro. Um, it's it's uh, Kilimanjaro is actually a very uh, uh, sacred mountain, not uh, not only to the African tribes uh, in the area, but also it was uh, uh, again through through. Um, Dr. King's mediumship, he, the cosmic beings described Kilimanjaro, that uh, beneath Kilimanjaro is actually a, a very advanced race of, of uh, ascended masters known as, as the spiritual hierarchy of earth. They have retreats not only under Kilimanjaro, but under Castle Peak in the Rockies, uh, uh, in Scotland, uh, in um, the Him Himalayas. And these ascended masters actually... Um, again, very highly technically minded and spiritual masters uh, live in these retreats and monitor uh, what's going on in the world. So um, that was a revelation that, that was very interesting. And um, I, I wrote in a book of a experience that one of the guides talked about, which was uh, very interesting. So um, yeah, so uh, a lot of these uh, mountains now in this uh, on the planet, have been charged with spiritual energy and people can go to these mountains and they can contact this energy and send it out to the world. And, and it comes back to, again, 
you know, what is the revelation of these higher beings, these ETs? They're just saying basically not only re to return to the spiritual laws, but also radiate uh, the spiritual energy. You know, we, we are spiritual beings in physical bodies. It's not the other way around. And it's the only thing that has not been tried on mass is the, the radiation of spiritual power, pranic energy that comes from the sun. Uh, these are, uh, are being uh, sent by these space uh, intelligences, intelligences right now to inspire people. And so the call of action right now is not only to uh, you know, follow the spiritual, but also start radiating this energy. I mean, this, this madness in Ukraine could probably be fixed in about three days if, if, if the right um, guidance was given uh, to people and they could bring peace and and this energy this is the same energy that jesus used to raise the dead heal the blind cure the lepers it's the same universal energies it's pranic energy that we over the centuries have not really openly used uh to spiritual not only spiritualize ourselves but to spiritual spiritualize uh the mass of humanity and that's the call of action these days is to try in your own way to send out this power, this light, to counteract the, the the madness that we're under right now. I wanted to talk about the, okay, you say the power of the, the energy from the sun. Now, there are two, I think there's two spiritual, I don't know what you call, there could be gurus, they just could be just beings of people, people, humans. But there was this one guy that I knew of, not, personally but i just knew his, his name he, go, he went by buddha boy and he he meditated i think it was somewhere in nepal under a tree i'm not from i'm not sure if you're familiar with the story but he under meditated under a tree and i think it was the same tree that was supposed to, or like a, around the same tree or type of tree that the original buddha meditated under and I don't know the whole history of this story. It was just on, it was an old documentary. You could probably find it on YouTube and he meditated there for not just one month. It was like six months before they started recording or something, the, the documentary and he did not eat or drink and he was just running off a spiritual energy. And I think the power of the sun as well. I'm not sure, but like there's people like they call them breatharians and they just run off the power of, the sun I, I, and, and their breath and prana energy. Yeah, a lot of the yogis in India have demonstrated that of not, not eating or drinking and uh, just absorbing the uh, radiations of the sun into their psychic centers. And um, that's how the, the, the cosmic beings also, uh, I don't think they eat or drink water. They don't eat, they definitely don't eat any meat. Um, and they they live of the uh, uh you know absorb the uh, radiations and speaking of the radiations of the sun uh dr king uh, wrote a book in 1960 called the nine freedoms uh which is which can be you can get on amazon as well just look up nine freedoms by dr george king which outlined not only the evolutionary cycle of of the human race for the next whatever million years but he 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 uh, wrote of an experience that he actually projected to this spacecraft uh, that was in orbit of, uh, of Earth. Um, uh, the spacecraft was called Satellite Number 3. He said it was a mile and a half long. Uh, 
and it comes into periodical orbit of this Earth. In fact, it's uh, it's currently it's orbiting Earth till uh, October the 9th. And he saw tremendous amount of complicated um, uh, instrumentation, radionic inf computer systems on this spacecraft. And he was told that uh, we've been observed for the last 18 million years since we've been on this planet. And on this spacecraft is a complete dossier of the uh, um, the frequencies of every man, woman, child, plant, animal, rock. Uh, they have a complete dossier. They, they know of the past lives of everybody on this planet. They know the present life and they know the probably the future lives of everybody on this planet. Now, <clears throat> if you look at um, basic terrestrial science, I mean, today with a a, G, a global positioning satellite, it can pinpoint anybody on the planet that has a cell phone. So if you if you magnify that like a million years ahead, techno, techno, technological-wise, these beings can pinpoint any person on this planet who requests uh, spiritual energy telepathically. So we can actually contact this craft. We can contact these beings telepathically, and they will actually send uh, spiritual energy uh, through us that we can channel out to the world. This is beyond science fiction. For somebody, for me, coming from a technical background, this is beyond science fiction. This is technology that that uh, nobody that's beyond the imagination of even the most advanced um, terrestrial scientists. So again, it shows to me that these beings have tremendous power, tremendous uh, capabilities, and the beauty of it is that they have tremendous compassion uh, for this planet and for the for the people of this planet and they're watching us and inspiring us and helping us um i think that's probably right one of the reasons the governments are not openly declaring this that they exist that they're friendly because people would look up to the skies and they won't look up to these people who have been controlling us over the centuries so that's why they're hesitant to let the masses know but you know, truth is strange in the fiction. All your listeners have to do is to tune in to these energies even now and just telepathically uh, draw in this energy through the brain as a white light over the shoulders. Oh, hold out your hand and you can send energy from the psychic senses in the palm of your hand and from your heart center and send it out to the world, uh, to whoever, you know, countries, animals, family, and, and this is the call of action today. And I mean, to me, this is the, probably the most hopeful thing I've ever come across in all my life, because to here are highly advanced beings, spiritual beings who are watching over us, who are asking us to send, send this energy in order to help transform this world, which is in quite a mess right now. Wouldn't you agree? I, I agree that we're in a mess and we need to look at other ways of combating instead of combating because our, our our direct our instinct is to combat and to like fight over what we believe in instead of looking internally within ourselves because that's where it starts it starts with it starts from the heart from your from your own self if you can if you can take that energy because everybody has it's your birthright to to access this information access these higher dimensions through either meditation or if you wanted to use plant medicine, I don't say plant medicine for everybody, but there are different ways. I like to do it naturally. 
I would like to I would like to one day access the Akashic records of my own. If you're familiar, I'm pretty sure you're familiar <laughs> with Akashic records. I haven't I haven't gone gotten that far, but I wanted to say because you're saying you're talking about uh, energy and and light and and um, there was a study. I it was all it was also in one of Stephen Greer's movies. He talks about an RNG study, RNG, random number generator, where basically. They're measuring. I think they're measuring like, I I don't know what type of energy they're measuring, but after a, a catastrophic event, for example, nine eleven, right. or any type of war that happened since since the time they did the study, they would notice that a lot of people would be praying at a certain time. Like it would happen always throughout the day, but like whenever there's a right. mass event, like at right. like say for example, some religious, um. It doesn't have to be religious, but like whenever there's a mass, like a pers- like a huge percent of the population, at least one percent, not even, like as long as closest to one percent, that's when they notice these these radars start to pick up a lot of change. If that was more than one percent, if the whole world was in unity and we're all like in spiritual right. meditation at the same time, working together, that would take away a lot of this negative stagnant energy that we're trying to get rid of you know i think that's that's what we need to do yeah exactly i mean um you know you hit the nail on the head again because you know we talk about uh, pollution there's physical pollution which is atrocious right now but also there's mental pollution we have there's a mind belt that encompasses the earth and it's polluted with these thoughts of hate and avarice and greed and envy and all the all the basic um, mental energies, and you know, uh, we project these energies, and and these energies actually affect, um, you know, the weather. We're responsible for earthquakes and tornadoes and hurricanes because the nature spirits have to pick up this this energy. So, uh, again, what we need to do is to uh, transmute this this negative mind belt that we created over the centuries uh, with this spiritual energy and send this energy out to balance i mean the um indigenous tribes knew about and it's energy being sent i mean the american indians would do dances that would actually send energy out to the nature spirits and create rain and they proved it over and over again and uh, you know so again going back to these basic um you know the the so-called indigenous tribes were regarded as savage savages but actually they were more, more spiritual in many ways than the modern Western religious person is because they understood about Mother Earth being a living being. They understood about the nature spirits that work invisibly on different dimensions that control the weather. And so we need to, again, go back uh, to the basics of our own heritage, of our our own, um, you know, history. Uh, One time we were actually very advanced uh, beings and we've reg- we've regressed to the point where you know it, it's just absurd the conditions that that we're under right now and like i said like this war in ukraine i mean that could be fixed in three days if people uh did the the the, the cosmic means beings mentioned that there was another planet in the in the galaxy that was approached similar to earth and they listened to the the message the spiritual message and they said within 50 years, uh, the, it completely changed the planet to one of, uh, you know, complete peace 
and harmony. And so, you know, we as we as a collective can still in this 11th hour uh, change the conditions, uh, which seem to be getting worse, not better. I, th I believe that whenever a war is started, it like it takes a sacrifice of the ego and a lot of a lot of courage to end that war because people think it takes it when you win a war you're a winner but you're not that's not how you win a war yeah nobody nobody wins a war, wins a yeah. war. you like if they think oh i lost the battle but i win it next next time no not nobody wins a war in a war and all these bad all these wars throughout history were planned they weren't they weren't they didn't just haphazardly happen uh, there were, you know, again, we talk about the forces of light. There's also forces of darkness behind the scenes that control the, fi you know, the, the finances, the control, uh, you know, uh, the defense contractors. All these people are making money out of war. And so there's more to it than, you know, they, they, they fund both sides, <laughs> same people, you know, with, with armaments. And so it's it's all designed for for power and so all all the wars throughout history have been specially designed by these uh beings uh, in these lower realms uh, some refer to them as black magicians and so there's there's a war going on a spiritual war behind the scenes in these invisible dimensions uh right now for the souls of mankind and so again we can we can you know the bible talks about the angels uh, i uh, we we can update it to the cosmic masses. We can help these higher beings by sending uh, out this uh, this this balancing healing energy. Uh, that's that's the only solution. And and we've also reached a crossroads where we can't continue. Uh, we've been told that uh, because the Mother Earth is a living, breathing entity, and because of the Aquarian age, and she actually also was initiated with a tremendous amount of energies herself, her vibrations every year are changing. So climate change is just a small aspect. The ice caps melting and the ultraviolet radiation uh, increasing is, and the ionosphere going down is, is more than uh, uh, pollution. This is part of Mother Earth herself changing. And so we've been told that if we don't conform with the Mother Earth raising her vibrations and raise our vibrations, we will we eventually over the centuries we will not be allowed to live on this planet we will actually be taken through death uh, uh, to another younger planet in this solar system and start our start our reincarnation cycle so that's what we've also been warned that either we change now or we won't be able to stay on this planet uh, because there is there was another reason also Sean, that I wrote the book was to let people know that there is light at the end of the tunnel, that there is going to be a new age coming to planet Earth in the future where there was, there are, is going to be no economic system, wars, atomic bombs, even borders or religions. It's just going to be open land and sea and an open race of spiritual beings. That's how that's that's been predicted. So there is a, a glorious future ahead, and people who don't conform to that will not be allowed to stay on this planet. It's reached that decision right now and so in the past we were given our free will but uh, at this point either we change or we will we, we will be physically taken uh, from this planet to another planet uh, scientists have called this planet planet x it's on the other side of the solar system uh with the same um, orbital 
as as our Earth, so we can't physically see it. But based on their calculations, they know that it's there. So um, that's also one of the reasons why I'm propounding the book and the teachings is to let people know that we are we have reached this crossroad. Neither we conform or we will be asked to leave or we'll be now, taken. Now, if like you're saying, those who are not uh, at that level of spirituality will be will be taken to planet X. Possi possibly that's what you're getting at now would that be at a lower vibration or would that it can't be at the same level of that we're at now but, because we can't live at that like if no if they'll, they'll probably dr king said that this younger world is like prehistoric younger world volcanoes and stuff like so more than likely the people reincarnating there will probably start from the caves as they did millions of years ago here and so they will regress many, many lives uh, to start their reincarnation cycle. They won't just start as maybe normal human beings. So, um, you know, this is the third time we've gone into atomic energy and three times in the past we've destroyed ourselves. And now they're saying uh, you, 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 you will be allowed to destroy yourself. You won't be allowed to destroy this planet. But if you do, you will be, you will be quickly taken to this other planet so that this, this Mother Earth can be uh, preserved. So um, these are dire statements, not from, you know, not from me or any terrestrial, but from these great masters who've lived in peace on their planets for millions of years. So they know about, you know, cooperation and spirituality. I would, I would listen to these people any day than I would listen to any politician or, or billionaire or, anybody else on this planet because they don't have the answers these these cosmic masters do the cosmic masters that are not extraterrestrial that's through meditation and going into your light right is that what you is that what you mean how do you con how does somebody contact these these cosmic masters well, like I say, uh, right now they have this spacecraft that's in orbit. They say it's 1,550 miles above the surface. We can actually contact them mentally, telepathically, and draw this power down. We may not get a message or, or something from them, but they but their uh, instrumentations can pick up. They, can, they said they can pick somebody in the middle of a crowd or, or a million people at the same time and beam these energies down to them. So, um, you know, you talk about cosmic masters that are not masters. Uh, they're part of, like I said, the uh, spiritual hierarchy of this earth. These are also ascended masters that live in these retreats. Um, they're not cosmic masters. They're more connected to earth, but they work with the cosmic masters. If that's your, if that was your question. Yeah, that pretty, that basically sums up my question. Now, when we're dealing with karma, because karma is a very, it's a very un, um, not unexplained, it's not an interesting, it's very, I'm looking for a word, if you can, you, you can elaborate, like. Well, for a lot of people, it's vague. Um, it, it, they don't understand the law of karma, but the law of karma, I mean, the master Jesus said that as you sow, so shall you reap. And the Lord Buddha said, you know, action, reaction is opposite and equal. So 
that divine law is universal. It, it, it encompasses the whole universe. And so, you know, they, they, what, what they said that if you murder somebody in this life, um, it's guaranteed that you will either, you'll probably be murdered either in another life or even in this life. Again, not to teach you, not, not to punish you, but to teach you that you don't do these things. So that's what they need to learn, teach the kids in schools is the law of karma. The law of, and the law of reincarnation that you know that you're in the, that we are all in the position that we are in now based on our previous uh, lives of experience and so you know if you do good you're going to get good and if you if you do pollute this planet and you do go into war you will have to bear the consequences nobody can get away with anything so the politician uh, people think that they can get away with crimes they could probably, if they have a good lawyer, they could probably get away with murder. But it doesn't, it doesn't exclude them from the law of karma. The law of karma will you will judge yourself after death, and you will reap those uh, repercussions of what you did. So, if you're a murderer, you know you're going to reap the repercussions of of taking somebody else's life. And again, it may be a very painful experience, but again, it's not to punish you; uh, it's to teach you that we. Don't don't do these things and so if we just learn that basic law the law of karma uh, to uh, you know if mothers taught that to their kids uh, they would think twice before they would do mass shootings in knowing that you know you you, you do that mass shooting it's, it's going to come back to you the karmic repercussions of that is going to come back to you one way or the other you can't escape it you will reap that reaction for what you did and karma isn't just action physical actions it's also the words you speak the things you write anything yeah, that you yeah, influence and, and anybody your mental, else yeah your your mental thoughts you know you're just responsible just as responsible for your mental thoughts as you are for in fact more responsible mentally because mentally you're more powerful than you are physically and so mental power yeah you have to control your thoughts of hate murder and all that just as much as you have to control your physical thoughts exactly yeah. when a lot of people get lost in their thoughts and they're they're because we're in a we're in a rat race of a world and yeah. we we're always i do chasing. i get i get lost in my thoughts as well that's why meditation helps helps us all and it, it should be taught in schools as well i think meditation is a very I think it will be pretty soon if it ha if it isn't in in most schools right? at least in the Western culture. I don't I know not all schools have meditation practices. But there was a those the prison experimentation where they taught the prisoners meditation, and the and the crime the violent crime in that prison decreased tremendously. So, you know that's that's an interesting concept. Yeah, I think if that was taught in the schools, uh, there would be a tremendous reduction in violence. Uh, uh, there would be more peaceful uh, a reaction, absolutely. And a lot of these sacred texts that have a lot of truth in them. Now, I like to, I, I've, I've said this before, and I've I read and watched videos on on people who've said this as well, that you can, you can try to destroy or hide the truth of history and rewrite it. But the truth will always shine through. It will come. It will find a way back, and that's where your karma is as well. Like the truth is going to come back. 
and people will find out eventually what what the truth is it's just there's a lot of damage that's done from hiding all that information and a lot of people don't want to come tr- come to to the truth because they're like i c- i could have you know i could have used this information way way sooner but uh you you lied to me and yeah yeah absolutely and when dr king when, when he took those uh, mental transmissions uh, and wrote the book the nine freedoms they go beyond the Bhagavad Gita, the Bible, the Quran, a lot of the holy texts, and they explain in a modern way uh, of our evolutionary uh, cycle uh, on this planet. And so uh, in these days, uh, a lot of the truths have been hidden, like like like, like we, we discussed, like the, um, the truth about reincarnation, law of karma, nonviolence, all this stuff, uh, the oneness of man, all this stuff has been hidden and now it's been open and people are being uh, being given these truths and a lot of a lot of people are leaving orthodox religions and drones because they they they're fed up with being lied to and the orthodox religions have not answered uh the 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 ultimate question of why who who are we why why were we here and what is our history and that's now being clearly pointed out and, and also, what is our future? And again, that's been clearly pointed out uh, with these new updated teachings. And so um, the truths are being revealed these days, absolutely. When when it comes to uh, the like truth, like I, I believe that our beliefs shape our reality and being aware of all these truths like it, it I, I some people some people do you think they can't handle the truth like right away like they have to kind of like ease into it oh absolutely when when you tell somebody the truth they put a mental barrier up because they can't handle it i was talking to a wonderful friend of mine she's a fundamental christian woman very kind very caring person but as soon as i mentioned reincarnation she said, i don't want to hear anything about it you know, or I tell other Orthodox people about reincarnation. You know, it, they 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 put a barrier because they've been indoctrinated from never mind this life or for many lives. Uh, you know, lies basically. And so when you present the truth, they don't people don't want to hear it. You know. Yeah, because I think that they they like when you're when you're growing up and you're you're taught all these belief systems and. Like they've been indoctrined, indoctrined, and they they they're taught that this is the last life you get, or the only life you get, right, right. and you're the last. Right. The next life is just heaven. Right. But I like to believe there's more than just heaven. Like heaven is in more of an experience. It's like once you achieve a level of enlightenment or a level of consciousness, you can experience this peaceful bliss that we're trying to achieve. We can heaven can be on earth. Heaven can be at any planet, any place in the solar system, any time. But um, believing that that like the journey stops in heaven, no, it's a onward journey. It's always in, in, in enjoying the process of of, of 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 helping others, teaching and developing your skills, and helping others help um, with their development of their skills. Well, my yogi master said, he said there was only one reason we were on this planet, not two, only one reason. 
and that's to raise our consciousness to higher levels of uh, meditation and bliss and joy. You know, this earth is a beautiful classroom. We're not, we, we did not come here to suffer. And, but with the Aquarian age now, the way to uh, raise our consciousness has to be that we take everybody with us. So it's not a, in the old days, it was, it was being withdrawn and going into the cave in the Himalayas and getting away from humanity and reaching these uh, states of nirvana or, uh, you know, ascension and bliss. But the, the call of action today is, is karma yoga or the yoga of service where we, we can raise our consciousness but we do that by being of service. So it's a slower way of raising our consciousness. But the call for service and sending out the light, uh, charity, physically helping people, uh, that's the call of action, which will eventually raise all of us together, as opposed to a few individuals uh, who, who, who who reached a high evolutionary scales. So it's con life is continuous. We come and we, we learn, we go to the other realms, we come back, we learn to the point where eventually we'll reach a point where we can go into ascension and bypass the reincarnation cycle of this world and then go on to higher planes of existence. That is our heritage, not the madness that we see today. That's man-made. That's made by a, a few very powerful black magicians behind the scenes who, who are power-hungry, that control the finances, they control the monetary system. They control the economics of this world, and they just want they're hell bent on keeping keeping us in slavery, in debt, in in ignorance, and in poverty. And their 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 time is has come now, where they will eventually be transmuted, and they know it. So they're fighting like heck to keep power. But the law of karma, you know, you, you can be a, a dictator. I mean, you look at the history. All, all, all the great dictatorships have fallen. They were, they were allowed for a while, you know, un, under the karmic law. They were allowed to stay, but eventually they all fell. So any, any dictatorship uh, born out of violence and, and intimidation and control, eventually has to fall because it, you know it, everything is evolution. We're all going back to the same source, so it can be held up for a while. But there's no, there's no power. That can that can with, with withhold the law of karma. Eventually, you, you know, you could be in power for fifty thousand years, but eventually, but you will fall. And the law of karma is is the divine law that will create your fall. Doesn't matter who you are. What goes up must come down. Yeah. And we talk. You talk about the Aquarian age. Now, this is what I want to want to go back into is what you believe the Aquarian age means to the human civilization? Because a lot of people think we're not in the Aquarian age or we're not in the information age or because a lot of people believe the age of Pisces, right, was the previous age and that was the age of Christianity or the age of Christ or Christ consciousness. I, I'm not 100% well, sure. No, Pisces, the Piscean age was, uh, I mean, the master Jesus came into the Piscean age because he was, um, uh, you know, it was it was age of emotion, and he was a master of controlling emotion. So his teachings were part of the Piscean age. They weren't part of the Christian age, but they were. But he was introduced uh, into um, the Piscean age. Um, my yogi master was born in the Aquarian, as an Aquarian, 
uh, and and was bought was bought into the Aquarian age. Uh, the Aquarian age is the age of science. Unfortunately, science has started off very badly with this, uh, you know, pollution atomic, and and you know using technology to you know they they they've said like don't don't waste your money exploring space uh till you've you know till you've set your own planet in order and we got billionaires creating spacecraft for what million dollar journeys up in space which is just a waste of time they should put those resources to helping the sick helping the destitute the homeless and put this planet first in order before they start exploring space and that's what they've said as well and so the aquarian age is telling people to put their to put the planet uh, in in perspective we are our brother's keeper uh dr king in the 60s made himself very unpopular when he said we're just as close to the communist chinese as we are to our family and it's true well, you know and uh, we're just as close to the terrorists as we are to our to our own family and once that realization dawns that we're all part of the one race the good the bad and the ugly uh, you know, and people, again, that's an aspect of truth people don't want to deal with. They'll put up a barrier and, and it's like, no, no, I'm, I'm proud to be white. I'm proud to be black. I'm proud to be American. But that's just a passing phase. You know, this national pride, religious pride, racial pride. It's all, it's all a lie because, you know, you're not going to be, it's guaranteed that if you're, uh, you know, an African, you, you may not come back as an African or if you're an American, you may not come back as an American. You may come back as as, as a Chinese or a Japanese or a Russian. So um, there is no such thing as racial pride, uh, religious pride. It's it's all it's all a big lie, and it will quash all the madness you see in the Middle East and Ukraine and and everywhere where people are fighting each other based on based on their race or their belief or their religion. It's just a it's just a hogwash of lies, and it's all based on ignorance. I believe that the the lies and the propaganda and everything that's going on, of course, is to keep us divided, keep us keep us distracted, yeah, and entertained. Entertainment is good to a degree, but when we're flooded with so much entertainment throughout the day. We don't we don't know how to educate ourselves on on um what what is what is actual truth versus what is what is false. And there's so much lies, so much propaganda throughout the day, even from people who tell the truth all the time. They they, they I guess I don't know if they get they, they just change their their whole um structure. And they just change it to like they from one day I see spiritual gurus and then become a big political a political puppet basically and i'm like why did they just get infiltrated and now they have to become a political puppet or did they what happened to that person and well, the, you're right the conscious mind is the basic mind it's always looking for excitement it's always looking for titillation you know social media is rife for the conscious mind there's always you can go on tiktok and youtube and you you can be entertained for hours and hours on the end and what the cosmic beings just said is detach from your conscious mind and go within, uh, do yoga, breathing exercises, control your mind, go within, 
uh, find that source of, of, of spirituality within yourself and, and not all these distractions. These distractions are man-made, are designed for you not to go into spiritual things. They're all appealing to the five senses. And the spiritual man detaches from his five senses and, and goes within to the deeper med mystic meditative states, uh, which, which is our heritage. And that's the call of action is to go within, meditate, and, and to go without, go outwards by sending out uh, healing and love and service. So it's a twofold thing that we're asked for. And, you know, um, all these other man-made distractions, they, 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 they actually become worse. I mean, you can, you can be on YouTube for hours. I, I know people play video games 10 hours a day, and it's just mind mush designed to keep you down. And it's just basic excitement, which is gonna, not going to lead to anything because you just it's just the craving for more and you're looking for more stuff that can stimulate the mind and that's not the way uh, that's not the way we're supposed to be as spiritual beings absolutely not yeah when we're when we're going to these outlets for these dopamine hits it's not developing any of our spiritual spiritual no. uh it's, it's actually very it's very destructive i mean there's nothing wrong with entertainers nothing wrong with watching a movie you know watching some youtube but when people do it from hours and hours on end you know without consciously even thinking about the world and uh, their responsibilities then again that they're 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 bringing negative karma on themselves when the the, the higher beings have said that we are responsible like you said for the younger generation to come so we have to roll up our spiritual sleeves and send out this power. It's unpopular because it means being unselfish. <laughs> unselfish? And most people think about being, it means being unselfish. And most people are selfish because they're all thinking about their world, their, their own finances, their own families, and they don't pretty much go outside the box and they're very confined in their thinking. And so again, you know, people shirk from the truth. They don't want to be... They don't like the idea that we are our brother's keeper and that we, you know, in the early days when they were talking through Dr. King, they said that every man, woman and child on this planet is responsible for the atomic bomb, is responsible for the actions of your government because we put this government in power. So um, so they, we can't shirk the responsibility that the conditions uh, on earth are our responsibility just as much as we we we, we blame uh, the politicians or the governments because we created them. And again, that's an aspect of truth nobody wants, nobody likes. Uh, they go, oh no, no, I'm not a Republican or I'm not a Democrat. It doesn't matter, you know. Uh, we as a human race are 100% responsible for the conditions on our planet, and we as a human race have to, uh, you know, take the action to make these changes. Like Mahatma Gandhi said, you know, be the change you want to see in this world. So it has to start from everyone. Be the change you want to see in this world. Yes, I I, I remember that quote, I believe. Um, I, hear, I heard it before, but anyway. Um, now, keeping an optimistic, positive mindset towards our future, even when times are tough, and pivoting whatever area that is difficult, I think, it's 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 we we have to know that we have a choice and if the choices aren't good we have to find a way to make a better choice 
we have to pivot like out of our that's what i like to explain is that we 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 have free will as human beings we always have free will we have a choice a lot of people think that it everything is divinely like our fate is determined so why even make a choice well why are we here right why would we play this out if we didn't have a choice a lot of there might be a lot of choices where it seems like there is like no matter what patch path you take but if i like there's there's a lot of examples where like there'll be like a door and another door and another door you have to pick you got to keep you got to keep trying harder until you get to the right door so it's it takes a lot of mind well, power we've been told to discriminate between the right and the wrong so use our discrimination do our own basically do our own research um you know these are these are these are tough days and you know uh, most sensitive humanitarians i for one you know i you know i wake up depressed anxious you know sometimes there's some fear attached of, of what's going on um i think that's that's normal for anybody who's sensitive when we see what's going around um but at the same time we've been told that we can be given power uh, a tremendous amount of spiritual power if we ask for it and we we we, we can on a collective even 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 if it's just a small handful of us uh, can make this change and it's always been the spiritually minded person that's changed conditions for the world it's never been the masses the mass of humanity has just been molded and manipulated um, by these very powerful beings behind the scenes that control us and so these are being broken and it's up to us again to um to make the effort and it's not easy I, I, you know it's not easy it, it takes effort it's not easy when you you know when you look in the media and they the media especially is designed to keep us depressed keep us down give us this sense of like there's no hope but there's tremendous hope right now there's tremendous spiritual power available uh, to though anybody who wants it uh, that can make a big change and so um We've been given more opportunity now than we've ever been given in our past lives uh, to to make this change with, with this power that's been sent to us uh, by the higher being. So again, uh, yeah, you have to be optimistic, but there's some days I, I find it very difficult. But at the same time, it doesn't stop me from continuing uh, my quest uh, to to bring peace and harmony on this planet in my own individual and of course, a collective way as well. I belong to a group. We we meet pretty much regularly online every day. Uh, it's called it's called 12blessings.org. And we people from different countries. It's free. You can come in, you can go in, and we send out power every day uh, to the world. So if anybody doesn't know how to do it, they can go to 12blessings.org, the 12 being numerical, and join us and uh, and send out the power. So you don't have to do this alone. I would love to uh, attend one of those uh, events or meetings. Uh, I don't know how long they go for, but I'm I'm. They're willing. they're only about half an hour, and so again, you know, there isn't this there isn't this right to request to spend hours and hours in prayer and meditation because you know we, we we've got we got to make a living. We've got families. We got you know so so many things, but you know, half an hour a day, if people just spent you know. The, if millions got together just half an hour a day and send out the power, that would make a tremendous, tremendous different around, difference around the planet. I mean, again, going back to Ukraine, 
if if this was a spiritually you know unified planet the the government would come on the media and say everybody raise their hands and ask the millions of people on the tv to send this power to the ukraine as a white light and i tell you within three days that war would fizzle out you know but instead what are they doing they're sending like two billion dollars for murder weapons to more to to create you know more murder and violence that two billion dollars could be spent on the homeless so they got it all wrong you know oh, they're not look, they're not looking at the spiritual they're looking at the let's kill a russian or let's kill you know uh, a palestinian let's kill uh, an african you know it's all about killing to create peace no killing has ever no politician has ever created peace uh, by by violence it doesn't work it's never worked that's where like going back to the killing um we're so conditioned in our in our propaganda our belief system that we find entertainment and justice in killing yeah yeah and like and like, of course in movies all on netflix and all the other yeah the bad guys are killed yeah but blown up yeah yeah, yeah. we think that there is a bad out there when really it's just a level of where you're at on the conscious level and your, your, your belief systems and how you, how you're raised. And we need to not feed into the, the propaganda is believing all this stuff, like eating it up saying, Oh, give me more content of this, of this killing and injustice that we think is justice, but it's not really, it's not helping our humanity. And well, the, I, the, yeah. the power of prayer has been misunderstood because it operates on higher psychic senses. In our aura, we have psychic senses, you know, and anybody who's psychic can see the, the aura and the psychic senses. And we, we you know, we operate on lower senses. Uh, you know, we don't go past sometimes the solar plexus. Sometimes we use the heart center to be sentimental and emotional. But if we use the higher senses, like the heart sense, and send out this energy of love, L-O-V-E, this universal power, um, you know, it, it, will, it will raise our consciousness, but also it will raise the consciousness of everybody. And, and so it's, not been mis it's never been understood that people think that prayer is something you do on a Sunday at church with your hand, hands closed and just close your eyes and think. That's not the way to do prayer. Uh, Dr. King introduced prayer as a, as a tremendous, fantastic power that can be used for the force of peace and good. And it's just that we haven't, not, we don't know how to use it. I mean, the Christian form of prayer is closed. They borrowed it from the East. If you close your palms of your hands over your heart center, that's a sign from the East that I'm, I'm closing up my energies and I don't mean you any harm and you bow. That's an Eastern uh, uh, sign. And that's completely uh, holding up all the energies. The, the the way to the way to send out prayer is to open up the hands, open up the heart center, open up the psychic centers in the palm of the hand, and send out the power. And like I say, if, if people were asked on the planet to do that, like fifteen minutes a day, just send out the light. Within, I would say, within ten years, this whole place, this whole planet, would be completely transformed. But that's not being pushed, right? Like you said, what's being pushed is, oh, the bad guys, let's kill them. Let's go blow up. Let's go, you know, because we're fighting for peace. It's it's all it's all a, a hypnotized uh, mass molding, which we which we conform for over centuries and centuries and centuries.
We're regarded on, on the earth. People are regarded as a very savage, backward, warlike race. Uh, it's That's probably why I understand they're not landing opening right now. <laughs> yes. Um, I can go on a lot more, but I'm going to end it here. We, we covered a lot, and I love talking with you, Ajit. And like this, this conversation has really opened my my eyes, and I had a lot of insights from from what you said. Now, if you want to um, let the people know if you have any social media or website you want to you want to let people direct you to direct them to. Uh, yeah, if they want to buy the book, or if they want to learn about my yogi master and his organization, the Ethereum Society, if they want to learn about. Uh, the 12 blessings group that I go to, they can just go to my one web website, which is uh, wajidauthor.com, W-A-J-I-D-A-U-T-H-O-R.com. And it has all that information. Okay. I'll get you to share that with me after. And um, yeah. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Enter the Metaverse. Hopefully that, that uh, resonated with some of you. You can also find us at the-meta-verse.com. I'm so lucky I got that website. Uh, and the underscore meta underscore verse on Instagram and Twitter. So yeah, feel free to send us any comments, questions, and anything you want to see on the podcast. So I'm wrapping this up and have a good night, everybody. <laughs>